My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. When you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogue and on the street corners, so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. So again, thank you all for, for being here tonight and for making time to, to join us for Ash Wednesday as we begin the season of Lent. It's so great to see so many faces out here tonight, and I'm always grateful for the sacrifices you guys make to, to be here. So, little little story. One day, a group of scientists got together and decided that man had come a long way and they no longer needed God. So they picked one scientist to go and tell him that they were done with him just break the news to him. So the scientist walked up to God and said, God, we've decided we no longer need you. We're to the point we can clone people, we can do all kinds of miraculous things, so why don't you just go on and get lost? And God listened very patiently and kindly to the man. After the scientist was done, God said, okay, well, how about this? Let's have a man-making contest. And the scientist said, great, let's go. And God said, but we're going to do it old school, like I did back in the old days with Adam. So the scientist said, sure, no problem. And as he bent down and grabbed some dirt, and God said, no, 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 get your own dirt. All right. All right, terrible. I know it's not the greatest joke in the world. It's like a dad joke, priest edition. I'm sorry. I don't remember who told me when I heard it. And I'm sure I rolled my eyes like all of you are doing right now. But it did come to mind as I was reflecting on what we're gathered here for today. Because on the surface, it seems like such a bizarre custom that we as Catholics have been doing on this day for centuries to mark the beginning of the season of Lent by putting ashes, putting this dirt on our heads. It's a custom that comes from the Old Testament. The Jewish people, when they had recognized how far off they had strayed from God, as a sign of penance, would put ashes on their heads to kind of visibly demonstrate how badly they felt. Well, the church adopted that custom. Actually, in this sense, this is how the Catholic Church was the first institution that did recycling. 
We took palm branches from last Palm Sunday. We burned them up, and that's the ashes that we have for, for today. And it seems appropriate in one sense, because the da- dirty ashes look like dirty ashes on our head. And in our selfie-obsessed, image-obsessed world, it could be a bit unnerving, even a bit embarrassing as you walk around on campus and have people say, like, what's that? Or, bruh, you got some dirt on your head. <laughs> one, one of the reasons I think people feel comfortable coming to Mass today more than many others is because those dirty ashes can reflect how we sometimes feel on the inside. When I think about areas in my life that aren't going right, when I focus on some of my failures and my setbacks, when I let voices of comparison where, I, where how do I look compared to someone else and think they're so much better, they're so much better looking, they're more talented, they're more blessed, they're more holy, and allow all those words and voices to undermine all the good things and gifts and talents and blessings that God has poured out into my life. Or when I do an examination of conscience and just reflect on all my sins and just feel miserable about that. All those things can lead me in a place where I see all these areas of my life that are a mess, that the dirt and the ashes can reflect how I feel. Maybe not just today, but many other days. But that's why it's a good time to come together and remember that the ashes and the dirt are our origins, but they're not our destiny. And that's the good news of today. That those ashes, that dirt, as that stupid joke pointed out, is in fact God's. But what's not a joke is that he did in his miraculous plan of creation intend to take a speck of dirt, a bit of ash, and make you from it. That was our origins. That was our beginnings. And we need to remember and just give thanks for the sense of all that God, out of his sheer love, just fashioned and created us out of ash and dirt. But that's not who we are now, and that's not our destiny. Even if at death, the physical body will resemble these very ashes. Because that's the even greater good news today, that the cross that's traced on our heads is our hope. That cross says you're more than ash. That cross says you're known. That cross says you're noticed. That cross says that you belong as one of God the Father's beloved sons and daughters. That cross says that God cares about you and he has a plan for you, a plan for you to experience fullness of life here and now and a plan that will take you into the world to come and a plan that will be a blessing to the world around us. In short, that cross says that you're loved. And so we dare to come forward and and receive these ugly signs because of those truths. The same God who breathed his breath of life into those ashes to create every single person walking on this blessed earth wants to breathe new life into each and every one of us as well. And Jesus tells us that despite how long it's been since we may have even acknowledged him, despite whatever messes our lives might be, even if we've been influenced by all these lies telling us that our identity is based on our wants or our desires, or that our value is somehow determined by what we do or how much we can produce, that for God, he never ceases looking at us as his beloved sons and daughters. 
We are, each and every one of us, miracles that he's created out of dust. May that truly good news sink in and then compel us to hear the call of Ash Wednesday to repent and believe in the gospel. And Jesus offers us three quick ways to get started. Fasting, almsgiving, and prayer. And what does that mean? Well, to fast means to break away from something that I've told myself, I can't live without this. To give up something that's taken up more time, more space in my life than I could have ever realized I was doing. And doing that for the Lord is this way of saying that God and God alone is all that I can't live without. Almsgiving basically means just to actively offer to help someone who is in need and doesn't have the ability to pay us back. Whether it's helping the poor or going out of my way and maybe actively reaching out to a sick relative or an elderly grandparent who's alone. When we do those things, we're reversing how we can sometimes buy that lie that love is about getting something and relearning the truth that God has shown us, especially on the cross. That love is about giving. And by finally are, are committing some more time these next 40 days to prayer, actively spending time with God. The most precious thing that any of us has is time. So when we, we make a choice to turn our hearts and our minds to him, whether it's every Sunday at Mass, which is a really, really good thing to do, or during the week going to a daily Mass. Or maybe just making a decision when I'm stuck in the car to turn off the music and just spend some time in prayer. Our loving Father is just always overjoyed when we, his sons and daughters, call out to him. Especially if it's just to say, I don't need anything. I just want to say I love you. As we're marked by these dirty ashen crosses, may we hear God the Father calling us back to him, knowing that when we do turn towards him, He's going to transform the dirty ashes of our lives into the renewed, vibrant, living masterpieces that he always knew we were. God bless you.